Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. That's fucking delightful. Fucking delightful. Fucking good combination playing. Sliding balls into space. Good. Excellent. You have a wonderful fucking moment. Hello everyone, I'm Chris Wynn and welcome to another Roper Report podcast in association with the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. And we're here once again to discuss uh, Sunderland's 3-1 win at Plymouth Argyle. I'm just happy to, to be discussing a win today after, I mean I've lost count how many weeks now since we last we were able to discuss a win. To help us uh, pick the bones of the performance today we've got Matthew Crichton, how are you mate? Yeah, buzzing, mate. I think it's been a long seven games without a win. Uh, today was excellent, and I'm just really happy we're back to winning ways. It just feels good, doesn't it? It just feel, feels so much better on a, on a Saturday night, doesn't it? I mean, look at the three of us. I mean, we're sitting here with bloody smiles <laughs> in our faces. I'm sick of bloody, you know, listening to pods where you, you, you're pitching the lads just sitting there going, oh, friggin' hell, man, you know, we've done it again. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've also got uh, Malcolm Dugdale to join us as well. How are you keeping? I'm good, Chris. Can I just do this? Because that's, that's what we it, need to do it, today. <laughs> that's what we need to do yeah, today. That's it. No, it's, it's, it's a good day, mate. We've had it coming for a while. We haven't been playing too bad, but it's fantastic to finally see the lads, you know, get it across the line, get a W back on the board and start picking their form back up. So, yeah, happy days. Oh, that's it. The the fantastic sounds of success there with that tinny <laughs> opening. I, I like that. Okay, well, let's get straight into the game because we're discussing a win. So let's get straight into it. Um, well, let, let's go right that, back to the beginning just quickly, actually, because the big news was that McGeady and White were missing uh, through injury, Matthew. I mean, it, it's only one game that we've seen without them, <laughs> like, you know, whatever the reasons. But, um, I mean, I thought uh, having someone up top who was a bit more mobile, who was looking for the ball in behind was a little bit refreshing. But how do you think we coped without McGeady and uh, White today? Bizarrely, we didn't actually miss them. I think offensively, it's one of our best performances for a long time. You know, we scored three goals. I think we hit the post three times. We could have had other penalties. I think Ross Stewart, you know... I think it was his second start and he was excellent. He was running in behind, battling, winning headers. And I think although we didn't have McGeady going forward, we had bags of pace with Gooch, Diamond and Jones. And I think Jones coming in had a good game and Gooch was absolutely excellent. So I, overall, I don't really think we missed the two of them today. I had a feeling that the players behind him just appreciated it so much more when they looked up and they didn't have a stationary target to hit. I mean, Malcolm, did you get that feeling that people were just kind of enjoying playing with a little bit more movement up top? I, I did, yeah. And and it was obviously when you see that team sheet come out, you think, you know, you feel a little bit uncomfortable because the the strong performers, you know, two members of the AFL team of the season 
weren't going to run across the chalk. But it's a little bit, it felt a little bit like when um, McGeady was in isolation under Parkinson. And there was times when we actually played much better without him because people weren't pushing the ball to him too much. You know, there was more, there was more variation in our play. So it was, it was good to see the depth of the squad actually come off because we have got a big squad. We've got a good squad in places and uh, we're going to need that uh, for the playoffs that are to come now. I mean, Malcolm, stick with you for a second, but uh, I mean, I thought the game was started a bit nervy, but we kind of edged it. And then, and then what was it, 20 minutes gone? Gooch puts that fantastic ball in behind. Stewart runs in behind the back four and then scored from the angle. Um, we haven't scored too many like that, but yeah, we, were you impressed with Stewart up front? I'm going to eat my words, Chris. I am absolutely going to eat my words because, you know, I was a bit critical of him in previous performances. That goal reminded me very much of, of a similar goal for Gooch down in Wembley when we got that big tin pot. You know, it was a through ball from Ron half. I thought he'd cocked it up by taking it a bit too wide, uh, but he slotted it lovely. The goalie's positioning wasn't great, to be fair, so I think uh, he took advantage of that. Um, but his hold-up play was good. And the one thing that I'm really pleased with is he seems to have, even though he's quite an ungainly looking person, you know, a bit Peter Crouchy type appearance, he seems to have a little bit of pace as well as the holding ability that, um, you know, White's got. So, you know, if, if we can develop him uh, in parallel to White or, or whatever, you know, get, get, get benefits out of both of them, that's only going to be good for the, the results in the squad. But he had a good day. He had yeah. a very good day. And then, uh, so we, we went in at uh, half-time, 1-0 up. Second half, Malcolm, I don't know what you're thinking about this, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little niggle in the back of my mind. We've seen it a few times during this bad run that we seem to, to drop drop off after half-time. Um, I don't know whether it's uh, whether it's tempo, whether it's a change, in, you know, if we take the lead, whether Johnson wants us to, to kind of change it up and manage it a bit better instead of being kind of a, a bit of a quicker game in, in terms of being frantic. And it got a bit scrappy until they scored on the hour. But, I mean, d- did you get the same feeling that there was a drop-off in terms of performance in that second half? I did. You could, you could see it. You could sense it. They weren't as intense. They weren't marking as tightly. They weren't getting kind of composure on the ball. And you could kind of feel it coming. I mean, even, you know, the, the lads on the on the stream from were saying, you know, this feels like there's something coming. We had a letter in, didn't we, in recent weeks to, to the Rocker Report team, you know, asking what Johnson tells them at half-time after we drew 2-2 two, two <laughs> at Accrington. Um, and th- that's got to be one of the areas where the coach and the team have got to recognise they've got to improve because they definitely step back a little bit. Uh, and you can't do that away from home with a 1-0 win, especially against, you know, uh, a decent side who've got a, a top 10 kind of home record in this league. So... Yeah, we definitely dropped off it a bit and that's definitely going to have to be something we focus on as we go through the playoff process because it can't it can't continue that way. Yeah. I mean I mean Matthew quickly what's your thoughts on that because it's been it's been one of my kind of bugbears through this this bad run where at times I thought, you know, we've actually looked good during this bad run. We've we've played all right. I don't think it's been a it's been a blanket of bad performances, but you know, sometimes when we when we do start games well and we look all right and we look in control, you know, there's there's just suddenly this this drop off and it it's a bit strange, you know. Like I've said before, when you hear about what a big motivator Lee Johnson is, and uh, and yet we seem to be seeing the opposite after the players go in at half time. Yeah, I, I think there's two elements to it personally because you've got on one hand going forward, 
I don't think we're scoring enough goals. I know we did score three today, but in those first halves, I think when we have our dominant periods, we often get one, but we, you never really see us kill a game, like go two, three, four. And I think when you go into a second half at 1-0 up, the other team's always in it. And I think I would have liked to have seen us today sort of finish the game by half time. And secondly, I think because we've been on this run where we've had so many defenders injured or people covering, I think the defensive just lost a bit of confidence. You know, you see it with Luke O'Neill. He hasn't really kept those levels up and other players like Max Power having to cover. I just think defensively at the minute, the lads aren't confident and we are conceding weak goals. I don't think we would have conceded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, just on that, I mean, Matthew, sticking with you, I mean, we, we had a couple of scares at the back. Um, and actually, in, in that first half, we could have easily been punished and, and easily gone in level on a different day if they'd, if they'd had better finishing up front. I think it was Ennis who missed a bit of a sitter uh, during that first half. Um, I mean, they eventually scored on the hour. Jack Diamond didn't really make it very difficult for their winger to get the ball in the box. And then 09 and Hume didn't really challenge too much at the back post. I mean, but, but what were your thoughts at the back? You mentioned 09 before, Matthew. Do you think we were looked better today or do you think we maybe got away with it? I, I think we're getting there. I think we, were ha- we weren't as bad as some previous games, but I think we still are lacking confidence and still look a bit vulnerable. I think when McLaughlin went off and you ended up having diamond and power on that side, they did get the ball to Mir a lot more, and I think they maybe identified that as a potential weak spot. I think ideally you want to go into the playoffs, hopefully, if Tom Flanagan can be fit to at least, I mean, I know it sounds daft, but at least have specialist players in positions because we've had so long where... With shoehorn and players, players like Power and O'Neill in particular, they've been covering for so often. It would just be nice to get sort of people in their own positions and maybe then the defence will get a bit more confidence. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting with Diamond, actually, wasn't it? Because I think I noticed it was only about five minutes in and Max Power was absolutely screaming at him. Um, yeah. For something he did, he, he didn't he didn't get back with a runner or something like that. And I saw Max Power have a right pop at him. And then just after they scored... He got hooked, didn't he? Lee Johnson brought him straight off, and I think he saw him as a bit of a liability going the other way. So it was quite interesting that. But uh, but yeah, it was only a few minutes uh, later after that. Uh, Malcolm there went down to ten men. Uh, Maguire hit the bar with his first touch, um, and then we're obviously pushing for the winner. You know, we had the extra man. We should have had a penalty on seventy nine when Ross Stewart was dragged down, kind of wrestling style by Law in the box. But a couple of minutes later, we did get a penalty, and it was that man. Ryan Law again. He could have probably had about five yellow cards today. Uh, yeah, Ryan I don't Law. know how he stayed on the pitch. He could have been sent off twice. Yeah, I know, yeah. it was unbelievable, wasn't it? Unbelievable. But uh, but he didn't. He stayed on the pitch somehow. I was almost kind of watching it from behind my fingers because as soon as I saw Chris Maguire step up, Malcolm, I thought, I thought, <laughs> I don't know, just to come off the bench and say, you know, I'm, I'm on this. Yeah, you know, get, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, we did it surprise you he stepped up? Well, I mean, Ledbetter's obviously our, our man of calm at times of penalty, isn't he? and he wasn't on the pitch quite yet. I actually thought, um, you know, maybe Max Power would take it as the captain. You know, he's he, he can hit a ball hard and straight. Um, but yeah, I mean, credit to the lad, right? He, he came on, he's been a little bit in the, in the fringes of the first team. He's not in the wilderness, but people don't know why he isn't getting a job. Um, and he, he almost kind of put it just under the bar, didn't he? It was scrambled away by them. Um so it 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 was it was a I think it was maybe a little bit of a statement from Chris, you know, 
Um, I can do this. I, I can be the man on the big occasion for that big set-piece player. And he almost proved his point with, with interest. Um, but he, he yeah. did make a great difference when he came yeah. on. And I'm chuffed for him because you know, if he does leave in, in the summer, the bloke's left a good impression on most Sunderland fans over his time. And he deserves to leave on and up you know, because he's, he's definitely put his shift in. Yeah, yeah, what a, what a pen as well. Fantastic pen, I think. Oh, he absolutely um, battered it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and j- just before we get into the ratings, Matthew, just a quick question, because we managed the game, you know, pretty well after that. Hume got the third, uh, we got all three points. Um, but quickly, before we get into the ratings, I mean, obviously we won today, fantastic, 3-1, brilliant, away from home. But of, other than the result, what did we do right today that you maybe think we've been getting wrong recently? I mean, do you think there was actually that much difference or did was it just a case of us getting the big moments right today? No, I actually think one of the key differences was uh, Gooch being played in the 10. The The performance sort of reminded me, I don't know if you remember, we played MK Dons away in the cup and we had really high pressing and loads of pace on the counter-attack. And I think Gooch hadn't really put the performances in in a 10 after that. But I thought today... Usually when O'Brien's anonymous and we don't really see much of him, I thought loads of things were coming through Gooch. And when we went forward, rather than just going out wide, we had something in the middle. You know, he could he was taking plays on, he was holding it up. I think, you know, he hit the post a couple of times, he assisted all three goals. I just thought having someone there sort of in that 10 pocket, it just made a huge difference. So we could either go wide, we could go in the middle, Stewart changed the dynamic. I just thought going forward, we looked really, really good. Yeah, no, there was a there was definite difference today, but uh, but let's quickly get into the ratings. Um, I'll start with uh, Lee Burge. Um, I gave him a seven today. I don't think he had a huge amount to do. Um, I don't think he had too much chance with the goal, but uh, he made a couple of good saves in the first half, especially one just before half time where it was low down to his right, right down at the post. Um, and I thought Lee, Lee Birch did well today since he's uh, he's been named the, the best goalkeeper in, in League One this week. So so fair play to him. And uh, he got a seven for me today. Matthew, Conor McLaughlin, how do you think he got on? Yeah, it was a typical McLaughlin performance. I think he was steady. He'd done the basics. You know, he won his tackles. Positioning was good. I think the only slight criticism, I don't think he gets involved going forward as much in terms of he's not really a threat with overlapping and crosses, but... It was just nice to see a specialist right back do his job properly and you don't have to worry about people beating him or making mistakes. And it was a shame that he went off and I do hope he's fit for the playoffs. So I gave him a six. Yeah, pretty solid as ever, Conor McLaughlin. Uh, Malcolm, Bailey Wright? Yeah, I thought Bailey had a better day than he has in the last couple of weeks. Um, he, He obviously got involved a bit more. I don't think Plymouth offered a great deal going forward. Obviously, they didn't play Jeffcott. Um, my daughter's boyfriend's a Plymouth fan and he thinks Ennis is the most hot and cold player they've ever had because he's either fantastic or he's rubbish and he didn't do a lot today. Um but um but yeah, I gave I gave Wright a five and a half for the first half. I gave him a six for the second half. He got a bit more involved in the second half when we were trying to take the game to them. Um so I'll mm. I'll give him a six overall. It's good to see him starting to get back where he can be and hopefully over the next couple of weeks he really gets back to that level where he was by far our best defender in the back four. Uh, so six for me this week. 
Yeah, yeah, he's definitely getting there. Slowly but surely, he's getting yeah, yeah. there. Hopefully, he'll be be flying on all cylinders for the uh, for the playoffs. Um, I'll go with Luke or nine. Um, I thought, yeah, like we mentioned before, we looked a little bit vulnerable in certain moments at times, especially in the. Uh, first half maybe kind of questionable at the back post for the goal but uh, but I thought it was quite interesting after we did uh, after Plymouth did go level um, I thought 0-9 was actually really good going forward um, I thought he kept stepping out from the back and he was actually quite effective in, in kind of starting some attacks so ended up giving uh, Luke 9 a 7 I thought he uh, he put a good shift in especially when Plymouth came back on terms uh, Matthew Denver Hume yeah, I was buzzing to see Denver back. I think he's starting to look like the Denver Hume we saw at the start of the season, you know, driving forward, getting crosses in, looking like an outlet. Um, it was really, really, really good to see. I thought he did have a few nervous moments at the back, which may have choked half a mark off him. I think there was that one where it looked like Scowen was at fault when it sort of hit off him and Ennis could have shot. And then you could potentially question for the back post at the goal if he maybe could have done better. I know... He did have a few to mark, but overall, I gave him a seven and a half. I thought it was really refreshing, and especially when we've seen so much of McFadzine, it's a real uh, breath of fresh air to see Denver Hume back. Absolutely, yeah. It seems I don't know. I don't know about you, but I just think he's um, his crossing seems to be better since he's come back from injury. Um, I don't know whether it's something he's been working on, but uh, but yeah, um, Malcolm Max Power. Yeah, Max had a pretty steady game. Obviously, he had to change positions when Connor went off at half time. Um, I do think that Connor played quite well in the first half, and our shape looked better. I don't disagree with your comment about him going forward, uh, Matthew. There's there's a little bit less to that at the moment from McLaughlin, but uh, he did do that earlier in the season. But um, Power, I gave him a six and a half in the first half. He uh he had a he had a decent um decent first forty five, he gave the ball away a little bit earlier on, um uh, but he contributed to a lot of the the decent positivity in the first half, um and um you know he he shot a he shot a a, a ball narrowly past the left post in around about forty something minutes, uh which obviously would have uh, give us a, a real advantage going into the second half as well, um second half he had to go to the back to the right back position. He still tried to get forward a bit. He did his his part in maintaining our um our single goal um let in, and uh, and I I gave him a a six for the second half. So I'm gonna round him up. I'm gonna give him a six and a half for for the pair. You know, even though they went down to ten men in the second half, I think he, you know, he isn't a right back, and he did well to prevent them from pushing forward and trying to get back into the game when they could have done. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I'll go for Josh Gowan. Um, and I thought uh, Josh Gowan was in and out the game a little bit. Um, I thought he he put a shift in as usual. I think you always expect a certain level of kind of uh, effort from from Josh Gowan that he gives. He's up and down the pitch. Um, I thought he put in some good tackles at, at times, and especially when uh, we were on top, he kind of uh, he kind of dictated play for a while. So um, I had uh, Josh Gowan as as a seven. I thought I thought he did quite well today. And we've got Matthew Lyndon Gooch. I thought he was brilliant today. Yeah, best player on the pitch. I mean, to be honest, I originally thought we were going to be playing sort of a free back and he was going to be out wide. And when I seen him in the 10, I was sort of in two minds because he'd had some great games there, had some poor games there. But today he was backing in, doing that side of the game, 1v1. I think he hit the post. He created every goal. You know, everything good that happened during the game came from him. And that's the Lyndon Gooch Sunderland fans want to see. We know he's capable of it, 
We just need to see it more often. And I gave him an 8 out of 10 today. I think it's one of his best performances of the season. Yeah, yeah. If he finds that consistency, he's by far away one of the best players in this division. He just needs to do that uh, week after week. But uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic from Lennon Gooch. Uh, Malcolm uh, Diamond? Yeah, a little bit of a mixed bag for Jack. Uh, when he had a go, he was very, very promising. Um, but there were a little couple of instances, you know, even in the first 10 minutes, you know, he, he had poor touch on the ball six or seven minutes in and instead of trapping it and going down the line, he put it out for a throw in. Um, but, um, you know, there's a there's a, a great strike on 40 minutes. Um, well, sorry, he had a great running, um, attacking run in the 40 minutes and, and he should have shot, but he tried to square it across and, and it, it went out for a corner. I mean, it the lad's been starved of minutes and I think the challenge that he's got is coming back in and being as aggressive and as attacking as he can be. Um, he's going to make mistakes, but you know we've, we've got to give him time to get back up to full match mindset as much as full match fitness. Uh, so I'll give him a seven. Uh, I know he got pulled, um, but I, I think he, he did enough to get a seven, uh, much as the same as the rest of the midfield and the attacking guys. Yep, yep. And uh, Matthew, Jordan Jones? Yeah, I, I thought it was a mixed bag with Jordan Jones because I thought his crossing was excellent. Uh, corners, and he, I think he did a free kick where Ross Stewart very nearly got on the end of it. Um, but I thought his dribbling a few times, he was guilty of sort of go, either diving or going down too easy trying to buy them. Uh, so I would have ideally liked to see him a bit better in the 1v1s, but I think his general touches and crossing was good. So I gave him a seven overall. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was. Uh, thought he was decent today, Jordan Jones. It's good to see him back in a little bit of form, actually, isn't it? After the last few weeks, um, and last of the starting eleven, Malcolm uh, Ross Stewart. Yeah, as we said in the build-up, Chris, um, I saw elements of Ross Stewart's game today that I haven't seen before, and I'm really happy with his hold-up play was strong, his distribution was strong after he'd held up, um, his pace was better than it looks. You know, he's quite he's quite um, gangly, isn't he? You know. Um, he um obviously he got his goal, which was a great finish in the first half, uh, and he can he continued to contribute right the way through till the second half when he was taken off. Um, so I gave him eight and a half. Um, I think um, he actually made Lyndon Gooch's jobs easier because his hold up play and distribution from the hold up was really really strong, and he was running off the lines really well. So eight and a half for him, and um, suffice to say, if Charlie does have a bit of an issue, uh, then we've identified that this guy can really have a good game on, at times with the right formation and the right support. Absolutely. I thought he made a huge difference today. I thought it was a bit refreshing the way we looked today with Ross Stewart up front. It was funny as well. I think it was Gav or Craig the other, the other week said um, that they, they saw glimpses of him when he came on as sub and they were kind of reserving judgment until he, until he started a game. And uh, I, th- I thought he kind of uh, showed us a little bit of what he can do today. So yeah, yeah I, I thought Ross Stewart was brilliant. He got that. He got that lad sent off as well, didn't he? You know, he he, he took that ball yeah. round him, and and that was him, and that changed the game for us. And, and you can't you can't turn your nose up with a game changer. Yeah, yeah, that's what your forward players are, are there for. Um, and I'll rattle off the subs. Um, Winchester. Um, I thought a little bit of it. He got better as the half went on. I thought he was kind of part of the problem a little bit. Uh, when the tempo dropped after he came on and went into the middle. Um. And he started off a bit slow, but as we got better in the half, so did he. So 
Um, I, I kind of pushed him up to a seven in the end from from a six to to kind of to, to start with, but uh, but yeah, I thought he did quite well in the end. Um, and then Maguire, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of give him. He he only came on for half an hour, but the free kick, the penalty. Um, I was kind of tempted to give him really top marks. I'll give I'll give him an eight, but uh, I mean for for a sub for half an hour to step up and just say give me that ball for the penalty. I mean, you, you know, that that's exactly what you want. At this stage of the season, you want someone like that to, to go into the playoffs with a better form like that. So, uh, fantastic. Yeah, from he Chris. deserves that, eh, Chris. I couldn't agree with you more, yeah. mate. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Ledbetter and O'Brien only came on a couple of minutes to go, so I'll, I'll not kind of give them marks. Uh, man of the match, Matthew, who was your man of the match? Yeah, I, I think Malk's mentioned about Stewart, and I don't think you could go wrong giving it to him. But for me, it had to be Gooch. Like I say, he was involved in every single goal and that's the Lyndon Gooch I want to see more often so he got it today for me yeah and Malcolm I'm gonna play devil's advocate Chris uh Stewart for me he uh he held the ball up fantastically got us in the lead um you know his distribution was good off the hold up he's 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 really impressed me today and I think Charlie needs to be looking over his shoulder because um you know, there's a lot of contracts up for renewal this summer and whatever happens in the next few weeks, Stewart showed us that on his day, he's got a lot of capabilities that they've obviously spotted and brought him in for. So I think Stewart nudged it. Um, and if, if Gooch hadn't hit the, the post that time, then it probably would have gone the other way. No, I, I could have went for either. It was a toss of a coin between either. I, I had Linda Gooch written down, but I was kind of umming and ahhing between him and Stuart. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely agree with you. Uh, Matthew, back to you. Quick rating on Lee Johnson. Yeah, I, I thought he got everything right today in terms of, you know, bringing Stuart Gooch in. I thought the setup was nice, 8 out of 10 overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, Malcolm? What do you think the gaffer? I'll give him a 9. Um, you know, the guys, all the fans around the country would have been like, Jesus, we're losing two of our, you know, team of the season players here. And the strategy that he put out there uh, and the output that we got um, really, really impressed me. So I'm, I'm going to give him a nine. He's took some beatings over the last couple of weeks with them, them rings of war, that, that run of wins and draws. Can I even say my words? Um, so, yeah, yeah, nine for me, nine for me. Yeah, well, well, pretty apt since it's uh, on the weekend where we've kind of secured our uh, playoff place. Just unfortunate uh, it's on the same day, obviously, Peterborough secure promotion to, to the championship. But hopefully that'll be us in, what, four weeks' time or something like that, I think it is. I mean, it's it's going to be next to nothing. I mean, four weeks' time, hopefully we'll get to the, the, the semis and, and that'll be us in, in uh, at the end of May. But yeah, so we've cemented that uh, playoff place. We've got uh, the minute. It's Lincoln, Blackpool, Portsmouth, uh, but Oxford and... And Charlton uh, hanging around like a bad smell outside outside the playoffs. Uh, looks like MK Dons out here. Uh, they're definitely out of it. So yeah, we'll we'll find out uh, after the Northampton game who we've got in the semis. Then then the the playoff journey begins again. The the roller coaster that is the playoffs. Um. So cheers, Matthew. Thanks, Malcolm. Really appreciate the time. And what I can see now, I think, is uh, bring on those playoffs. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.